talked for 20 minutes but uh we can now how how are we fake doing let's do some faking (laughs) well if we're faking it i'm great i'm so good you know it's been a good week actually it has been a good week things are opening up yeah absolutely we hope you've enjoyed your time all the variants are slowly spreading (laughs) (laughs) deny that's the key just deny Gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. That's the meme at the moment. I, I think that's it. Is it? Yeah. I don't go on the internet anymore. It's too stressful. It is Gatekeep, a lot, isn't it? Gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. I think it's something like that. Gatekeep, gaslight, girl... Yeah, it's about how white women are bad. Which we are. Can't can't, can't deny that. We're the worst ones. Yeah. We... We suck. So, uh, welcome to Bitchin. Every week we talk about a different person, we dissect, we divulge, we veer wildly off track. And this week, I'm going to learn how to pronounce this man's name before oh, I... I didn't know there was alternatives. Well, it's I'm, it's got to be either Yuri or Uri. Oh, I thought it was Yuri. Wait, is he dead? What? Oh no, he's not dead. Never mind. <laughs> Oh my god, breaking news on the podcast. It would have yeah, had to no, be sorry, this sorry. morning. <laughs> it's because I saw a news article and it said he was. Oh, but it's because he's quit. Oh, he's quit being psychic. Bending spoons. So I said to Matt this morning, he said, who are you doing on the podcast? And I yeah. said, Yuri Geller. And he said, who's that? And I said, Yuri Geller. Yeah. And he said, who's that? And I said, it's the man who bends spoons. And he just couldn't, he just thought I was having him on. I'm sorry, but I feel like... Yuri Geller was on TV every single day of my childhood, bending yeah, a spoon. Yeah, me too. He was always bending those spoons. Do, like, I do feel like he was on TV every week, but maybe no, he wasn't. He... Maybe he just left such an impression on my brain. No, I think he really was quite... He was He was around. Could we not find... Was there not anyone else on? Like, was there not anyone else available? Yeah, but no one is good. Okay, so he most recently... He tried to stop Brexit by sending a letter to Theresa May, which honestly give me that level of uh, confidence in my own power. Well, he sent a letter to Theresa May saying that he could prevent Brexit through his mind. Yeah. And that she should be warned the power of his... So this is my question to you, Tilly. So I'll read his Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yuri Geller, born 20th of December 1946, so he's 74. Wow, he looks, he looks well. He looks good. Well, he is. He's got magical powers yeah he does have magical powers yeah is an array israeli british illusionist magician television personality and self-proclaimed psychic he is known for his trademark television performances of spoon bending and other illusions geller uses conjuring tricks to simulate the effects of psychokinesis psychokinesis kinesis i think i've already clicked on i think because of or maybe because of researching this i thought it was someone (laughs) else we'd done and telepathy geller's career as an entertainer, has spanned more than four decades with television shows and appearances in many countries. I really empathise with him because when I was 11 years old, I thought I could control the weather with my mind. I still think a little bit. <laughs> I must have told you about when I made Camden Market burn down. <laughs> what? I must have said that. I might have already said this, and apologies if I have, but your face looks like I haven't. Well, no, the thing is with me is I have no memory, so <laughs> you could possibly have said it. 
if we're I not have... really the team to have a long-running podcast because <laughs> I don't have any memory beyond like this sort of six-day period. And I just repeat myself just repeat. constantly. <laughs> I have three stories. I roll them out. But this really happened. I really, really did not want to go to Camden Market. My friend wanted us to go to London to go to Camden Market. And at the time, I don't know, I just found it a bit overwhelming. I'd seen on the internet, it looked busy, lots of older teenagers. I was a bit nervous. How old were you? 13, 14. We were going with a mum. Mm. It was one of those. My mum came in. I'm sure I've said this story before. My mum came in. I think maybe you have. But I'm enjoying hearing it again. (laughs) She said, "Um, I've just turned on the news and Camden Market has burnt down. And that was the day we were supposed to go. And I've never felt so guilty because I was certain, and I still am really, in the back of my mind. That you did it. Yeah, that was me. Mm. That was my fault. Did you think the police were going to come and get you? I didn't think the police would ever believe that I could have done it. Like, I'm not that deluded where Mm. I think that people actually think I have psychic powers. It's just that I know I have psychic powers. Did you not not feel really powerful? I felt awful. No, evil. I just... People lost their businesses. Once when I was a kid, I had a friend... That's really sad that they lost their businesses. (laughs) Once when I was a kid, I had a friend um, and... She had moved to Canada. I was like, I think I was like eight or nine. So someone moving to Canada was like the most exciting thing that had ever happened ever mm, in my mm, entire yeah. life. Nothing. But she was very sporadic replying to my emails that I sent her. Um, so I prayed to Satan. <laughs> that is the most Tilly Steel thing I've ever heard. That, because I've tried praying to God. Doesn't work. Didn't work. Nothing happened. She just kept ignoring my emails. Right? And I was furious, right? Because I wanted something exciting to happen. Yeah. I needed something exciting to happen. It's very boring mm-hmm. growing up at Baron Furness. <laughs> no offence. Because I've lived there for 18 years, so frankly, I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> um, so I prayed to Satan, and five minutes later, she replied to my email. And that's where it began. Did you then start dancing around a bonfire with your bum out? Worshipping Satan? No, my parents would have noticed that, so I didn't do that. Do you ever still do it? Do you ever still pray to Satan? No, no. I sort of... I don't know where I am spiritually, really. I def- I don't think I would pray to Satan now, because I know what's good for me. And I'm a bit like... <laughs> you know, I don't dislike the devil. Mm. I don't dislike the idea of God. I just sort of think they're both forces in our lives that... You shouldn't disrespect. And you're worried about saying the wrong thing. So yeah. You'd rather just leave them yeah. to it. Yeah. Just crack on. I think yeah. the purity of a child praying to Satan so that their internet friend will reply to them is... I think Satan was like, that's really cute. She's going to reply to your email. If I tried to do something like that now, I think Satan might be like, you've had enough from me, actually. I, I've given you all this stuff and you're still annoying so I'm going to burn your house down or something. like. No, that only happens when I don't want to come round to your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled that you prayed to Satan. That <laughs> made me so happy. Oh, the purity of little I know, Tilly. I know, she just, wanted, she just wanted an exciting email. Do you know what else happened to me that was a bit spooky? Just thinking of spiritual weird things. Mm. I was in the bathroom as a child... And I had an electric toothbrush, and so did my brother. 
and I was pretending to be with my friend Ruth. Weirdly, she wasn't there, but I was just pretending she was there, and I said, on the count of three, let's turn on our toothbrushes. One, two, and then the toothbrush on the cabinet that wasn't mine switched on. I screamed the house down, like ran out of my the bathroom, ran to my parents, was completely inconsolable. That's some poltergeist shit, mate. Yeah, my mum was like, oh, it must have just been on the edge of the cab, like on a latch or... No, don't try and explain your way out of this, Jenny. Got a ghost in your house. (laughs) There's ghosts in my flat at the moment. Is there? There's ghosts in my flat. How old is your building? It's quite old, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say it's 1930s. Oh, right, yeah, It looks like it's in a Poirot. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, I was lying in bed and I saw this shape next to me. And my body responded by just becoming so paralysed with fear that I couldn't move. So then all I could move was my eyes. <laughs> so then I just lay there all night, panicking. Yeah. My eyes moving around the room, trying to make sure that I was looking everywhere in case it appeared again. Um, and then that was me. I think I might have been having sleep paralysis. Yeah, I was about like... to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could what you not move your body? I could not move my yeah, body. Yeah, it was sleep paralysis, mate. But I was convinced it was because I was just so scared. I think you're just very stressed and it's coming out in your sleep. (laughs) I feel fine. I mean, we're all fine, aren't we? We're all fine. She's doing quotation marks for the tape. I I really feel like I expressed the quotation marks in my voice. Because I'm trained. Are you watching um, Line of Duty? Speaking of doing things for the No, you know what? My life is stressful enough. I, I respect everyone that wants to watch this show. I've seen two seasons of it. It's great. Fast-paced, enjoyable cop show where they're all bastards, which... They're all bent bastards. Which, you know, fair enough. So, yeah, I support everyone watching it. I think it's a it's a great show, but I have enough cortisol and adrenaline yeah. in my body on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's uh, very, very stressful. I just watch Superstore. That's all I watch at the moment. Oh, what's that? It is a fantastic American show on Netflix uh, starring America Ferreira. And Ben Feldman, who can get it any day of the week, Monday <laughs> to Saturday, not Sunday, it's the Lord's Day, and I need to the Devil's Day. get some credit with him after <laughs> the story that I've just told. Um, but it's great if anyone's feeling stressed and they need a new comfort show. Superstore could be the one for you. Should we talk about this uh, this man? <laughs> so my question is... Do you think he believes that he's psychic or do you think... Yeah, he... yeah, I think definitely. I, I agree. I think I think that is what people like in psychics. It's not necessarily, like, the idea that they 100% believe they can do what they do. It's the fact that they believe 100% that they are psychic. And that sort of, like, certainty is very attractive to humans because that's the, that's the dream, right? You know, safety, yep. security. Um So, you know, this man is 100% convinced that he can alter the molecular state of cutlery, which... And that's the thing, if you you were going to make something up, why would you bend spoons? Well, I think because you can do it without looking like you're doing it. How do you do it? What, with your fingers? I think it's something to do with the pressure you put on the thumb when you're holding it. But if you can just do it, then surely we'd all just be doing it. He's using his mind, Tilly. You don't actually think this, do you? If he could choose Mm. what he was doing, 
you'd choose something cooler than bending spoons. It's like that Mitchell and Webb sketch where the guy can levitate biscuits. Is that it? And that's all. That's the only power that he has is levitating biscuits. Oh my god, that's so about your regella, isn't it? Yeah. Oh that's my god. So well, I wonder if that's where that idea started. Oh my god. Yeah, you would pick something else, I guess. Yeah, I don't really think that he can. I really don't think that he. But I do agree with you that he thinks that he. And that's what's cool, you know, because he's talking and he's so sure of himself and that's what leads him to send a letter to Theresa <laughs> May, May to stop Brexit. So he's had quite a lot of people trying to disprove him yeah. being psychic and seeing paranormal things and stuff. Who, who's doing that? Oh my God, I'm now just scrolling through the Wikipedia. Litigation. Who sued him? Get, oh, Geller filed a $15 million suit against Randy. Um, for statements made in International Herald Tribune. Um, but Who's he was Randy? Un- There's a question. James Randy was quoted saying Geller had driven a scientist to shoot himself in the head. What? finding out that Geller had fooled him. Randy afterwards claimed it was a metaphor lost in translation. The story was uh... also repeated in Canadian newspapers, which quoted Randy as saying essentially the same thing. One scientist, a metallurgist, wrote a paper backing Geller's claims that he could bend metal. The scientist shot himself after I showed him how the key bending trick was done. So that, like, that's a quote that he said. Geller right. sued Randy um, in a Japanese court over the statements published in a Japanese newspaper Randy claims that he could not afford to defend himself, therefore he lost the case by default. The court declared Randy's statement an insult um, as opposed to libel and awarded a token judgment against him paying Geller only one-third of one percent of what he demanded. Since the charge of insult is only recognised in Chinese and Japanese law, Randy was not required to pay. Later in 1995, Geller agreed not to pursue payment of the Japanese fine. Randy maintained that he had never paid anything to Geller. That's wild. That is wild. So Randy was one of the people... um, There's someone I'm sure who wrote a book, but I can't find it. I'm going to Google book about Yuri Geller being bad. We do our research well on this We podcast. really do. The Truth About Yuri Geller, originally published as The Magic of Yuri Geller, is a book by magician and sceptic James Randi. Oh, you made a book guy. about him. Yeah, in the book, Randi challenges... I love that his name's Randi. Geller's assertions that he... It really performs. lends a gravitas to the whole situation, doesn't it? Randi alleges... <laughs> He just, and this book, look, I'm going to send you a picture. He's clearly really obsessed with him and disproving his sort of psychic abilities. Um, Randy explores Geller's background as a stage magician and explains how Geller's spoon bending can be easily reproduced by any magician using sleight of hand. I think after a while you'd get, you know, just let let him believe he can bend spoons. Yeah. Is it really, there are bigger villains in the world I think, you know, if if he was a villain, I feel like Darren Brown would have stepped to him at some point. Because Darren Brown doesn't like the the people who uh, prey on vulnerable people, does he? I mean, I'm saying this from a place of zero research, so Yuri Geller could also <laughs> Take it all with like, a pinch of salt. pretend that, like, spoons are people's dead relatives or something, I don't know. I think he does. I think he did do a lot of shows that were not just spoon bending, but were about being psychic and mind reading but i don't uh, know okay. whether they were 
exploitative or not. But I think this thing happens in the magic world Mm. where there's this weird line, isn't there, between admitting that it's stagecraft and admitting that it's not real and then the people who present themselves to actually be, like, supernatural. And it's almost like this guy Randy is annoyed with your regella for presenting himself as being supernatural because he keeps being like it's just stagecraft but isn't that what all magic is stagecraft pretending to not be stagecraft yeah like when he did the when Darren Brown did the lottery numbers and it's like someone obviously just gave them to you (laughs) that's what happened but he's like I didn't do that okay Darren (laughs) that's the thing Darren Brown does it he pretends to be able to read people's minds. Yeah. He doesn't say, this is a trick, or this... He says, I'm going to read your mind. No one's suing Devin Brown. Yeah, because I guess it it wouldn't be as uh, as fun if he's like, this is all made up, and I've got an earpiece in my ear, I've got a plant in the audience, all the rest of it. That's... Yeah, we we kind of like being deceived. It's fun. That's... Otherwise, what is it? It's not magic if you're just saying, okay, guys, so we've rehearsed all of this, yeah. Well, you're, you're Ben and Teller, aren't you? Or whatever they're called. Penn and Teller, yeah. Penn and Teller, not Ben and Teller. Ben and Teller. <laughs> Randy and Teller. Randy and Geller. Um, yeah, so he wrote this book. Randy puts the boot into the charismatic Yuri. He scorns a withering. Even if you think he leans too far forward, scepticism, I don't. This is a review by Dave Langford. Mm. It's impressive and damning that Randy can duplicate any and all of Geller's paltry tricks without needing to claim astral powers, while Geller's power mysteriously desert him when Randy or other professional magicians happen to be watching. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That was that was Yuri sending you a message. Get your spoons out the drawer now. I'm gonna try it, you know. Why don't you Google like let me see. I'm gonna Google how to bend a spoon like Yuri Geller. Ever wanted to know how to bend spoons like Yuri Geller? There are quite a few ways apparently, but according to Geller's arch nemesis, skeptic and magician James Randy. Fucking hell, Randy. Ooh, he's everywhere. I'm sorry, but this is this is fan behaviour. This man is obsessed. Yeah. I think they should just kiss. Oh, I'm just Googling James Randy. He died. Oh, no. Oh, he was, he was 92. I know that doesn't mean that it's not sad, but he was an American-Canadian stage magician and scientific sceptic who extensively challenged paranormal and pseudo-scientific claims. Uh... He was the co-founder of the Committee of Skeptical Inquiry and the founder of the James Randy Educational Foundation, Randy began his career as a magician under the stage name The Amazing Randy. Aww. 
and later chose to devote most of his time to investigating paranormal, occult and supernatural claims. How interesting. So he clearly, like, I guess it's an area of research, which is... Maybe, you know, he was doing it with everyone. Maybe that was... Uh, And I guess scepticism does tie into having the sort of mind where you critique things and you don't just blindly accept what you're told, which is, you know, certainly a good quality to have. And I guess it would be completely wild if your regalo existed and there weren't any sceptics mm. out there going, mm, not sure that you actually can do these things. Um, I guess just writing a book is a bit extra, but like you say, I think he probably did it with everybody. And your regalo was just the most prominent Yeah, the most famous person. person. I'm going to write a book about you. <gasps> Are you going to be a sceptic? Helen Monks is actually really stressed but can't admit it. <laughs> and she sees ghosts. <laughs> She's and she sees ghosts fear. instead of taking a fucking day off. <laughs> I hate days off. I had a day off yesterday. Did you? Congrats. I saw our friends Luke and Emily, big fans of the podcast. Oh, hi Luke so and Emily. Hello. Hi, hi. And um, we had a lovely time. I had my first bubble tea. Oh, yeah. Love a bubble tea. Where did you go? We went to, can't remember what it was called, in Chinatown. T4? No. Mm. It's a tiny little street, like a little passageway street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. And um, I got one, because it, it, the bubbles don't pop. The bubbles are, like, chewy. I think okay, you have yeah. Types yeah, of yeah. Bubbles. There's either the ones that are the chewy ones or the ones that have the liquid inside them. Mm. I enjoyed the chewy. I enjoyed mm. it. I didn't think I was going what to. What flavour did you get? Mango. Ooh. Mm. I asked the woman, what would you recommend? And she said, well, our most popular one is mango. And I thought, well, there's probably a reason for yeah. that. So I'll go with that. Oh, I really want some bubble tea now. So Ooh, tasty. Yeah. Well, soon, let's go. Oh, that'd be some. nice. Oh, me and Tilly were supposed to meet in the flesh this week, but then mm. Tilly had a running-related injury. I did. Which I think is important to state because running-related, I want to hear about that, and also, how's your injury? Um, it's all right. I put on my running shoes this morning and I couldn't stand up, unfortunately, so I need to get some running shoes that fit mm-hmm. and I need to give myself some time. It, basically, it was a combination of two things. I had a new Doc Martens related injury where my feet got cut open by my new Doc Martens and I was foolish to wear them without plasters or a heel guard, but I didn't think about it because they're so pretty. You can see them there in the... Oh, they are pretty. They are. Oh, they're those shoe type rather than the boot type. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet they cut your feet open. Yeah, so they really really fucked my shit up (laughs) and... uh, that was that really, and I then was like walking ten thousand steps, not in those, but in other uh, other shoes. And I think that combined with the swelling of my feet and my running shoes not really fitting properly, meant that I couldn't stand up for like a day. That day that we were meant to meet, I literally couldn't barely stand up. Um, Bless you. Yeah, it's just funny though, isn't it? That I'm like the most allergic to exercise in the world, and I'm finally like, do you know what? I'm taking control of my life. And I had a lovely time running. Well, I, I, I ran with my friend Georgia and they uh, they were great company. So that removed a lot of the social anxiety aspect for me, doing it with someone else. I was less... Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't worry, basically. So the only real obstacle was the actual running, which but is, is Georgia fine. a runner? Because I would find that really 
intimidating to go running with a runner and keep her. Georgia is definitely fitter than me, but they're not really a, ru- a runner. They're okay. like weights and like okay yoga. Could you do running and... and then walking and then running. And yeah, yeah. So we're doing catch to five k. Um, But it it may have to wait and we may have to restart again, which is annoying, but there's not really any point me, like, severely injuring myself out of spite. And then... I think that's the beauty of Couch to 5K anyway, is that you can just do week one over and over and over again. You don't need to worry about getting to the end of it. Yeah, you're just trapped in a sort of purgatory state with it, really, where you just, you never get past week one, really, and, and Joe Wiley's trying to get you past week one, but... Um... You're not having it. I'm like, Sarah Millican, you're very nice, but I will not be oh, moving Sarah, on. Oh, keep keep going, keep going, don't stop, <laughs> don't stop, you're nearly there. I just think it's so insincere, I think she would absolutely be like, oh, Ped, you can stop and have a biscuit, Yeah, you can you? have a Jaffa cake now. Anyway, classic tangent, I wanted to ask about your running, Mm. but we were talking about scepticism. Yes. Pray to Satan, it works. (laughs) But also, probably doesn't, and she was just planning on emailing me anyway. So it's all about the power of the mind, really, isn't it? You can create your own reality. I do believe that. You can uh, just sort of ignore what's going on and decide that something else is going on instead. Which We're is all powerful. looking for connections, aren't we? We're all looking for coincidences mm-hmm. to make sense. And maybe they do, and maybe there is some kind of bigger meaning. Let's hope so. Maybe there Honestly. is, but we'll never know for sure. That's the thing. Oh, maybe we will. Maybe we will. When? When we die. Oh. These pigeons are fucking obsessed with me. Like, get get a job. I suppose they're pigeons, they've got a job. Have I told you about my bird feeder? No. So I've joined this. It's a fun crowdfunder. Okay. For somebody who is designing this new bird feeder, mm. which if they stick to their plan, which it looks like they are doing mm. from their regular emails, it will arrive at my house in September. Yeah. And it's a bird feeder with a camera inside it, and then it links to your phone, and you've got an app. Oh. That's amazing. And you and it lets you know when there's a bird, so then you can swipe and watch the live feed, but also it's then got face recognition for the birds, so it lets you know what birds are there. How cool is that? Although everyone keeps laughing at me because obviously it's a crowdfunder, it doesn't mean that it actually exists yet, so it might uh, not work. How much did but... you have to pay to be a, a early entrant into the bird feeder club? Well, for context, I have no interest in birds. I think that's important to say. And also context is that I've really not spent very much money at the moment on anything. But the one thing I have chosen to spend my money on, Mm -hmm. uh, it cost me £120. Okay, work. What was it? What do you mean? Oh, that you spent £120 on the bird feeder thing that might not work. (laughs) Okay. Okay, all right. Yeah. I support that. Thanks, Tilly. It might not work, but, you know, you have the hope that it might work. I think that's it. I've had... I bought it in January. We're now in April. You're a big I've fan had... of hope, Helen, you know. the. <laughs> have you bought any more tickets for any more house, house raffles? No, you'll be so proud of me. I have joined a lottery, though, but it's the WWF lottery. Oh, nice. So you're helping so the animals money... as you yeah. gamble. Yeah. Exactly. It's a pound a week, and I thought, I'm just going to do that, and that's all I'm going to do. I've done two good-to-goes now. 
Oh my gosh, so Tilly's joined Too Good To Go, yeah. the app, but the first one was a bit disappointing. Yeah, a bit stale. A bit stale. Oh, yeah. I got a loaf of bread uh, and a croissant and like a bun and another little bread roll. So it was, for three pounds, it was really good. It was like a whole big loaf of like, you know, baked yeah. bread. But uh, it, it was all stale. And I'm okay with stuff being like a bit hard, but I sort of think mm. stale, it's like, well, yeah, give it, I'll give it to the birds. Do you know what I mean? If I, if I had a bird feeder, I no would. No wonder the pigeons are obsessed with it. I, I know. The window. They're obsessed. So what was your second? Greg's. Perch? And it was great. <gasps> it was great. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, it was great. What did you get? What did you get? Uh, I got like a... Just a couple of things, but they were all really good. They just all tasted really fresh. And uh, as ever, Greg's just remains remains unmatched, to be honest. For It's the best thing on Too Good To Go. Yeah. For anyone that missed last week's episode, it's an app. You get stuff that is basically going off. Yeah. But for very cheap. So you, you usually go towards the end of the day or in the morning to pick yeah. up stuff and there's loads of places on on there it does depend a bit where you are though i think that like mm. we're both in areas that have quite a lot of like restaurants and, things, and like that. Yeah. things yeah if you're in the sticks you might be better off just going and foraging for berries mm-hmm. and enjoying your higher quality of life and air <laughs> well i'm gonna have to go because yeah. uh, i'm meeting I'm meeting a friend for coffee, as one does so when one is now. out of lockdown. One... Oh, how lovely. Where are you going to go? We are going to go to Broadway Market, I think. Uh, Very nice. But I'm going to get the bus. Have a lovely time. And um, to conclude, to conclude you're together, entertaining. Who knows? We have... We don't know. You know. Peace. Peace and love. Peace and love. Have great weeks. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Bitchin' with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you. Bye. Great Big Owl.